Welcome to Sports Scouts. I'm Joey Goodsir. I'm Michael Rowe. And we're recording this episode 2.6 on Wednesday, February 12th, 2020. We're going to talk college basketball, uh, NBA basketball, um, some late, some new college football and NFL news, and we're going to sit down with Stephen Bradley to talk XFL, and we're going to do more. But first, as always, Michael will give you some scout scores. Yeah, last night's thriller, boys basketball defeated Warren off a skyhook buzzer beater from Stephen Young. The final is 53-51 to in a great game, and they'll travel to Waukegan on Friday, or is it next Friday, I believe? Um, is it this Friday? Or I think it's this, this Friday. Friday. And then, yeah. so girls basketball has a home game against Zion Bennett tonight. They previously beat Waukegan last Friday, 58-44, so boys and girls basketball is winding down already, which is crazy because it just feels like it just, it just started, but it's yeah. we're ready, almost, almost done, so... Only got to come support the scouts in the next and senior nights their next home game. So yep. be there for them. And boys hockey has a playoff game versus Deerfield tonight at home. The most recent they most recently won 5-1 over Highland Park on Saturday. Wrestling has sectionals on Friday at Deerfield. Boys swimming has conference at home Saturday. Girls gymnastics has sectionals this weekend starting Thursday at Mundelein. Boys diving has conference at Warren on Friday. Girls hockey is. Um, has a second of two games against Lake Forest Academy tonight at LFA. So, yep, that's what I got. And also for girls basketball too, when their senior night is, I'm not sure yet, but we'll we'll get that for you. I think it's I it's gotta I be don't around. Know. They may have already had it. I know I know, they I know boys are having theirs on uh, next Tuesday. I know about I th- that. And they that, actually that'll might also they might be that'll also be senior night for Palms and cheerleaders. Yeah. So we'll make sure to shout out any other sports too that doesn't have their senior night yet. So we'll yep. make sure to let you know. As always. Thanks, Michael. That was Scout Scores. If you want more on the latest in LFHS sports, check out the latest articles on the Four Scout. We got a lot out uh, because of recent signing day coverage. So we got Matt Matthew Garrigan's general article on signing day, but then we also have a Caroline Graham profile, a Sam Volt profile, and a Charlie Averly profile, um, which is great. Uh, basketball and gymnastics coverage too. Um, Shaw has a kind of article profiling boys basketball and like the uh, younger members of the team, which is cool. There's a, a there's an article on Olivia Witt's comeback from injury. So a lot of different things going on. So if you didn't hear the sport you wanted to hear, or we screwed out somehow, just send in the scores and informative news to sportscoutspodcast at gmail dot com. So Michael can give it a shout out. Let's move on to national sports with show me what you've got. So for me, my show me what you got is basically um, Michigan basketball as of late because they were really, really sliding off, and they just had um, just recently had a very, very um, crucial rivalry win over Michigan State. Uh, final score was seventy-seven to sixty-eight, and um, really, I think the biggest thing is um, having your best player healthy, at least for this team, makes a really, really big difference. Um, having Isaiah Livers back was by far the biggest um, part of this game and biggest quality of this game. So that was a big thing. We're going to see how they will do now with their full team together. They've obviously done well with their full team together in the past, back in January when they were winning. They were unexpectedly winning these really big games. So we'll see what happens going forward. They're going to be in town tonight at Welsh Ryan against Northwestern. Unfortunately, I can't be there, as I always can't <laughs> be there. I'm, I'm always annoyed by that. <laughs> I'm never able to go to this game. Um, but... Yeah, so that, that'll happen, and that's big. As far as Michigan State goes, um, should mention um, that Michigan State just ended their coaching shirt search with uh, Mel, Co- Mel Tucker becoming head coach, um, which I think is a very, very good hire considering all of the craziness that was happening at Michigan State and in the, in their athletic program between um, their board of trustees saying a bunch of crazy things, um, both about Luke Fickle. Um, Mark D'Antonio is increasingly um, – increasingly uh, 
an increasingly odd exit um, based off of what we're hearing. So that was an abrupt, a lot of abrupt, abrupt things exit, happening, yeah. a lot of um, a lot of kind of poor management happening. So it's good to see that they landed on their head and yeah. they got Mel Tucker because, you know, as of last night, even, you know, what I was seeing was serious people saying, you know, Brett Bielema and Jim McElwain were the top candidates, which is pretty laughable to be honest so i think that you know mel tucker's um a decent hire so we'll see we'll see how that goes yeah i got to know him well when he was the bears dc because he was my old neighbor actually and he was he was a very high class guy their family was just uh, they were really great people and i'm really happy for him that he was able to i mean even when he left georgia to go to Colorado, that, that was i was really happy for him then but to go to the big 10 now right is is phenomenal for him because that's where he started his um coaching career was at michigan state after he graduated and i think Definitely, by far, the best candidate they could have gotten because right. based off the other names that were that were rumored around around the the program to possibly take over, right? They were not the best, so yeah, I they, think they really they definitely probably. Head. I think that they, I think that this is a great hire for you know to build up a good culture in the yeah. program because that's something they need. And he has really a lot of experience right with Kirby There's Smart in Georgia. I mean, he knows what he's. Georgia right. knows what they're doing, and he Mel knows what he's doing too. There's plenty of building a program, so yeah. There's plenty of reasonable reasons why um, Luke Fickle was like, "Yeah, I'm not taking that job. It's not a desirable job whatsoever." So the fact that they got Mel Tucker is pretty big. Yeah, um, that just happened and this they morning. They must have they must have added a lot of money towards towards that deal because he originally denied their interest that that he, that they had in him. Right. And then, then all of a sudden he takes that job. So there obviously was a, probably a lot, a lot more money involved in this than originally thought. But I mean, I like Joey said. This is a good hire for them, and Mel knows how to develop players. I mean, he did. They were five and seven last year at Colorado, but I mean, he was building a culture there that he had to leave. But I mean, he'll he'll build another one, and at Michigan State, and who knows, he probably could get some some of his guys from Colorado to go with him. So right, yeah, that's yeah, that's definitely what's going on right now. So Michael, what yeah. is your show me what you've and got? Mine this week is going back to Michigan State, I guess, again. Right. Another, uh, I guess they got a big win last night against Illinois. It was, it was they suffered, Illinois suffered two brutal losses at, at, at the end of that game. Um, Xavier Tillman threw down that huge dunk with, like, around seven seconds left in the game after um, Cassius Winston missed a layup to, to give him the lead. Tillman got the board, slammed down the dunk, and then Illinois on the next possession. Io DeSumbo, they're by far their best player, who's who could have went probably – pro after this year he's only a sophomore but he probably if he would have been he he got hurt at the end of the game just get towards it but if he would have stayed healthy I mean who knows we really don't know how bad it is right now people are rumoring it could be I mean a really bad knee injury or we really don't know to be honest but I I really hope that he's all right because Illinois program has been so much fun this year but they suffered they've lost three in a row now and they've had such a brutal schedule the last I guess the whole month of February so far, and I just I really hope that he's all right because he's just such a vital player towards their team, and yeah. to see him go down like that just brings back like scary memories of like a Derrick Rose kind of injury, the way right. he went down. So I really hope that he's all right because Illinois has really been building something special, and they're and yep. they're a really tough team. So I I just hope that he's all right. So yeah, as I said, to come as, as I just said in my segment, it's becoming you know, obvious that you need all your players for this Big Ten schedule. This Big Ten schedule is not going to get any easier. It's a, it's a hard period of time. And Illinois and Michigan State are really, you know, duking it out for this first place. So yeah, Michigan um, State was struggling up and towards this game because they, 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 right. they did lose three in a row up until then. They were no longer ranked anymore right. after being in the top. I think they were ranked number one at one point right. earlier in I the mean, season, which is great, like kind of like Michigan. Right. They were so high up too, but – 
I mean, typical for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's they needed that win, so they right. got it. And yeah, that coaches don't know how to get it done in the big games. So yeah, that's going to stay competitive. Their records yeah. are about big the same. Crazy. The Big Ten is just absolutely yeah. crazy. We keep saying that it tournament's going to be nuts. It's, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun here. You know, as no, we keep Illinois' next game is against Rutgers. I believe it's on the road, so they're without IO most likely. That'll be a really tough game now for them, and at least they have. I believe they have. Um, I think it's Nebraska, Northwestern. After that, finally they get. They finally get a break after such a tough stretch this whole February against all ranked teams. I think no, they might have Penn State before that, and then they mm-hmm. play against those two. So they just had a brutal stretch as of late. But I mean, I think the committee, when it comes towards picking teams in March, still even if they have a, I mean, a somewhat mediocre record, they know they'll show how hard the Big Ten is. They'll so, favor that, and yeah. hopefully the Big Ten will come out strong on Selection Sunday. I think. I think right now they have probably. I think they have eleven teams. According to Joe Lenardi, it's like 11 teams that are being right That's now. It's so like five strong. more than any other conference, which right. is absolutely phenomenal for the Big Ten. That's big. Um, but, yeah, that that will be showing me what we've got. Before we move into news, we're going to have a little emergency segment here because we realized something <laughs> yeah. that's a little embarrassing. Um, we did not talk about the Super Bowl last week. Um, Somehow. I don't, I don't know how that happened. But, um, I have no idea. We're not going to be long about this. but let's, The XFL must let's, be. Let's, yeah, the XFL so was just so captivating. <laughs> uh, we'll, we, we talked to Stephen Young about that later in the show. Um, but or Stephen anyway, Bradley. Stephen Bradley. See, oh, <laughs> wrong Stephen. Stephen, <laughs> lots of Stevens in the news lately. With Stephen hitting the buzzer beater, and um, yeah, Stephen Bradley is on the sh- will be on the show with us to talk XFL um, and what this first week was like. But anyway, um, real quick on the Super Bowl, I think we should just kind of pull away our headlines from it and uh, what we talk, what we're, what we're going to talk about with this. Um, I was um, I was the only person in, on our round table to be. Incorrect, incorrect about this game, but again, this is one of those happy that I'm wrong situations. I was definitely rooting for the Chiefs, and one of those main reasons was to see Andy Reid win a Super Bowl. So that was the biggest thing um, for me, at least, seeing Andy Andy Reid being able to uh, lift that Lombardi Trophy and kind of cement his status as one of the legendary coaches of our era. That was big, um, and the biggest thing for me was the Chiefs' defense showed up at that in, in that game. That that was really the big, especially at the end there, really shut shut it down and did a did a great job so um i don't remember the chief's defensive coordinator's name whatever his name is oh steve spagnuolo i think yeah um spagnoli spagnuolo <laughs> <laughs> um yeah um i i'm i'm excited to see what he has going on later in his later in his career um because um yeah, yeah he's definitely gonna get a he, i'm surprised he didn't get one this this past season after that defense got so much better even even their oc too i forget his name uh eric eric um, Bien-Ami. yeah Bien-Ami. He's he's another one. I mean, if you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback and you do what he did, I'm surprised he didn't get a head coaching job somewhere, right. or at least I he mean, got interviews. It's but looking like he might. He, it's it's looking more likely that he'll go that direction with the Mel with the Mel Tucker news. Um, that's really what's coming out right now. Um, but we'll see with that. Um, yeah. because he he is a great candidate and great coach. But uh, yeah, credit credit to the Chiefs defense for me. And then you know the biggest thing is Andy Reid. So yeah, my big thing is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, yes. we we've said it. People say it over and over again. Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. But it's it's really true. I mean, the way the way the team was down twenty to ten at the end of the third quarter, I believe, and just the the plays he made in that fourth quarter just showed how how great he is. That play to Tyreek Hill, that bomb he threw late in the. And I think it was early, might have been early in the, in the fourth quarter, late in the third one or the other. But I mean, that was just—he had a guy right in his face, and he just threw a, a rocket towards Tyreek. And that combination of those two is so lethal between the two. And I, I'm just so happy, like you said, for Andy Reid as well. I mean, it's su- such a well-deserved 
Super Bowl for him because how of how long it's taken him. I mean, he's had so many he's had so many guys that he's that were under him, even like a Doug Peterson that's gone on to win a Super Bowl, and he's just been the guy that's that's taught him so much, but he hasn't been able to get that Super Bowl, and he finally has got it. So yeah. I'm just, I'm so happy for him that he finally got that Super Bowl win because he's he's well he was well overdue to get it. So yep, that's very big. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's that's the end of our emergency segment there with Super Bowl. Just <laughs> wanted to make sure he dressed the biggest yeah. game of the year because I don't know how he didn't. Uh, but yeah, let's move into news. So our news here is really one new story that just came out today. Miles Garrett just got reinstated in the NFL after obviously hitting um, a player with a helmet, which is something that you can't do. Yeah, you can't do and will get you suspended indefinitely. So I guess that's over for him. Um, There's really not much to say about this because a lot of it we don't know. It's a lot of behind closed doors uh, meetings between the league and him. But it sounds like. Um, he's in a lot better of a place now, and the Browns at least have said that they're you know they're willing to welcome him with open arms and you know help put the past behind him here. So um, I guess the biggest thing is if you do something that egregious, I mean, should you be able to re-enter the league? Or are, are we are we talk? Is there a is there a line drawn as to when you you're out of the league permanently, or you know when when you're reinstated like this? I guess I guess. For me, at least, it depends on the reaction. So I guess. It yeah, I mean, it's just we like to really see something to that degree, right? On a football field, someone taking a helmet off and hitting another uh, an opponent with it. I mean, that's just something that we'd never really seen, right? And I mean, in the last, I mean, since I've been alive, maybe there was way back. I mean, probably something probably like that happened. Probably early days NFL. Those guys were right. absolutely crazy. Um, but I mean, I I don't know. I just feel like. I just feel like you probably if, if he finally if he feels remorseful I guess that right. after what he did I think you got to give the guy a second chance but I mean kind of like we've seen he's going to be on a tightrope at least yeah. I think and um, also like fan reactions too I mean there's there's really no avoiding it people are going to have strong reactions right. towards it and we all know the bases. NFL the NFL makes decisions a lot based off of reaction so yeah. the reaction was big enough to suspend him indefinitely at the time and I think things have calmed down more recently yeah so. but I think people they're like like we've seen I mean if he's something like this happens opponents opponents um, fans of, of opposing teams are gonna are gonna have their own words for him when he goes to their home stadiums but I mean that's just inevitable it's gonna happen I mean even there's like other guys that they just hate that are really good that happens too so I mean stuff like chirping like that's gonna happen so I just think I just hope that he's in a better place with his life right now that he's able to work it out because that was that was a pretty rough a rough stretch for him since since, since when he got suspended and there was just so much there's just so much hate going around the league for him and I just hope that he's able to put that behind him and then have a fresh start this next season. Yep, for sure. Okay, let's go into our let's sit down segment with Stephen Bradley to talk XFL. We'll be right back. All right, welcome to our Let's Sit Down segment. We are here to talk XFL with Four Scout staff writer Stephen Bradley. Stephen, thanks for being on the show. It's awesome to see you here. Glad to have you. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Good to have you. Always good to have um, new guests, and this is definitely the perfect time because you are 
um, writing the recap of what what was an interesting week one in this brand new uh, football league and brand new version of the XFL. So uh, let's get into it. First, I think we should get into the results of the first week here. Um, four games, as always, with two on Saturday and two on Sunday, uh, starting with the D.C. Defenders beating the Seattle Dragons 31-19, to the Houston Roughnecks beating the L.A. Wildcats 37-17, to and then on Sunday, the New York Guardians taking care of the Tampa Bay Vipers 23-3, to and the Seattle Battlehawks taking care of the D- Dallas Renegades 15-9 to to end the weekend. So those were your results from this first week, and um, I think, I mean, just, just to get started, I feel like it was met with um, a ton of praise. Um, actually, somewhat surprisingly to me, I thought there was going to be a, you know, a little bit of divide over how this first week went, but I think overwhelmingly positive is what's coming out of this. Uh, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I thought people were going to kind of like take it down the crapper like the original because, I mean, that was just so gimmicky and people just got so sick of it after the first game because at that point it just wasn't football. Right. But I think McMahon really took the actual football aspect into it and really, like, the fan input that he took, which I thought was just goes a long way from how it first came out. And I feel like that's what people were, like, just pleasantly surprised how, like, organized the league is and how, like, they're trying to just be super transparent to the football fans. So I feel like that has to do with a lot of it. And I think we'll go into that in a little bit. Right. About, like, the coaches talking right to the skill players and how, like, you can basically just hear everything. Because, I mean, I thought the review system, because, you know, some people get a little touchy with how. It's like actual transparency. Exactly. It's like you can, you're like, oh, my God, like, this is taking 15 minutes. Like, what's going on? (laughs) It's like now you can see what's happening. Right away. Right. I like that a lot. Yeah, that, no, there's so many things that I like with that. I do think overall, um, Vince McMahon did a great job defining what his new vision was, yeah. taking enough time to build the whole thing up because it was two year. It was a two year process, which I think was extremely smart. Having the you know football advisory network is definitely uh, showing off for sure, and I think what they're delivering is a um, great product. As far as the games, I mean, the biggest the biggest things coming out of this, I mean, I guess. Um, Definitely, definitely some exciting teams to lo- to look at for sure. Um, we'll have to see what happens. But and I think also having guys like Steve Levy the fir- in the first game on ESPN and then Kevin yes. Burkhart that was really good addition for them because I mean those are just like two of, like the top I, I guess for Levy's more in college but Burkhart's one of like the top broadcasters in the NFL and to have a guy like that on there it just shows it just brings all like credibility right away to- towards the league that they have a guy of his stature I guess like there to call the games so. And I also think, like Stephen kind of said, with the new replay, I guess, being r- really transparent kind of with that, that really helps too. Because, I mean, we kind of saw in the NFL that's kind of an area that's, that g- gets a lot of criticism, but also adding new rules. That's where the AAF kind of went kind of went downhill because it's pretty traditional football. But this is actually right. like new innovative ideas like that we'll get into, like the kickoff and stuff like that. So that's, that really helped bring in something new to a new football league that the NFL could possibly implement into their own in their own league one day. So this is r- – I I, re- I actually really like it a lot to be yeah, honest. So no, I, yeah, I really gotta agree. It's just like, I mean, it's just nice to see like football after you know the NFL after college and especially like the refing situation that they got going on. Like they're taking mostly like college refs, like yeah. pretty much from across the board, like Pac-12, Big Ten, mm-hmm. SEC refs are doing this. So I mean, they're people that know football. Right. They're just I don't like I don't really know what to say that they're doing it really well. And it's gonna be interesting how we're g- these next ten weeks are gonna unfold. Yep. Um, so, uh, I think the biggest thing um, we'll dive into 
the rules and experience a little bit, but um, any standout teams you guys are seeing from this first week? I mean, we're really just getting things started here. We got uh, brand new teams. I mean, here. probably the DC Defenders. Uh, yeah, the I mean, most that's points. And surprisingly, like as much as I hate to say it, the St. Louis Battlehawks look pretty good. <laughs> and we'll go St. into Louis. some. They got some interesting players on that team, so we can go into that in a little bit. But I mean, I personally am going to root for the Seattle Dragons because I just think. Um, they got an interesting little bunch over there, and plus, I just I really like the logo. So you know, we can just pick favorites right now until they expand to Chicago team. Yeah, that's the that's the biggest thing. Picking favorites is really arbitrary now. It's it's really like let's see what your favorite logo is and just kind of go yeah, with that. Really. I mean, I'm not gonna be like I know a couple people around here, you know, Vipers fans, because you, you got Mark Trussman <laughs> back there, but uh, it's terrible. Oh man, that was that was that bad. was that, that was, was very really bad. I mean, as you as you said earlier, that was definitely Mark Trestman PTSD. We oh, definitely yeah. saw so many aspects of what the, we can remember picture. from that era. Yeah, yeah, there's that one picture of him on the sidelines just with the blank stare, and I think Bears fans know We've that, that face too all too well. <laughs> yeah, they know that one all too well. So yep. that's not going to be good down there. We'll see what yeah. they do. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was I was thinking I was going to go I was going to go that direction with uh, my XFL fandom, but I don't know if. That's a reliable thing to do, so we'll have I to see what happens. Yeah, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's worth it dealing with him again. So we'll have to see. I have no idea how he's that good though of a coach because in the CFL he actually has won right. great cups there, and it comes to America you just can't figure it out. I so I don't know I don't what know it is. What there must be something going I mean, across the border. Yeah, but. I think I think you're <laughs> yeah. being quick to judge because it is week one. But yeah. I know right. they're playing the Dragons this week, so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little money on that game with a couple of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, the other big thing, um, since we're, I mean, I guess we're kind of transitioning into experience at this point, is um, we talked about, you know, having having big, big-time broadcasters in the studio for it. The other, the other thing is just, I mean, network support across the board. Getting both Fox and ABC slash ESPN in on this, I think, is very, very big. They did a great job with promoting it, and I think that this first week was... Um, there's definitely a good amount of attention being brought into it for that. I think they both had their own interesting um, taste of coverage. The one main complaint I saw was the whole, like, how there was a lot of interviews. People yeah. people were not super happy with that, especially on ESPN and ABC. Um, but I don't know. I think that that's all changing over time because they have, a, they have positive reinforcement from that football advisory network, and they do such a good job with it surveying that group of people yeah i did think it was a little awkward the first go around especially during like the first game so like, right the defenders yeah i mean like for example like brandon silvers threw a pick right the dragons and then this like woman just comes <laughs> rushing up to him like 30 seconds after he did it and i'd be like you know like what if something's like, gonna happen because it's like i mean obviously they have like the six second delay or whatever yeah. it is on live tv but it's just like you know i if i was brandon silvers in that situation like i would want to go like talking to coaches like right watch some like film like what i did wrong like i don't really want to talk to this lady about like how <laughs> my pick I I just threw yeah, yeah like how i just threw this stupid pick like i just think like that's right. my big criticism with it but then like another example like spins on that like double flea flicker touchdown and then they go up to cardinal jones after they get like the one point conversion and be like oh like how'd you feel about that play <laughs> and he's just gassed like they're just right. out of breath like it can't even give yeah. you a response which is i thought was pretty funny right i mean that's that's all gonna you know 
Probably figure itself it's, out. Figure yeah. itself yeah, it's, out over it's time. To change. Yeah, I mean that's that's the biggest thing is you know they'll they'll figure out where the separation should be and where you know the interaction should be. I thought that I give them credit though. There were posi- something new, right? Yeah, there are positive cool. aspe- aspects to it. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the being able to hear the coaches talk. I I sat down and you know actually listening to. I mean, I I got to hear a lot of it um because because you know pep hamilton used to used to coach at michigan and they had a they had a huge special on him um on him and you know the entire program and so um it's interesting to see how his coaching has transitioned into the xfl so it's cool to see a lot of that um i even even more so i love i love the i love how the the refs are so much more transparent which is so cool like i think the biggest thing is like the reason one of the reasons why um the refs are so um such a controversial figure in major sports is because we don't know who they are yeah. generally only really knowing who they are if they're bad enough to deserve being known <laughs> so <laughs> i mean they're not they're not like players where they're they're had a, they're held accountable there's a press conference after the game so i think that that's a big yeah i, I feel like if you know a ref it's a bad thing right you know like if you it's usually yeah, yeah it's usually it's, bad it's not a good thing if you know a ref by name Right. Unless, like, I mean, unless they're like a really long time, yeah, yeah like ref. someone who's done a lot for the game. But like, if you know someone, if you know a ref, because you'd be like, oh, like he called this terrible play that, like, right, like the ref that uh, I can't remember his name, but like decided the Saints, uh, Rams call, right? He did the Super Bowl. Yeah. Everyone's like, why, like, why yeah. is this guy doing the Super Bowl? Right. Yeah. I also, so. think too, having, I mean, being right in the booth too, like, because in the NFL you always say, oh, let's. Well, let's bring it to New York. Like, who's in New York? Yeah. How many people? Like, yeah. who are these people? But right. you actually can see, you can physically, like, just watching the TV, you, you can see with your own eyes that, that the actual television screens, and you actually can hear them talking about what they're going to decide. So I think that that was a – I was not expecting that. Right. I, I yeah, never – that was new. So any of that anywhere. Yeah. Like, I, I heard about the mic situation yeah. like with the, with the like, uh, skill position players and the coaches, but I didn't know it would be like that. Like, yeah, I, I just saw that articles that would just be like, oh, like – it's gonna happen. You're gonna see him doing this, but like, you could actually hear it. Like, yeah. I didn't oh, see right. that anywhere. That's really and cool. Especially the review, but I thought it was funny how they were using the Xbox controller. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, great. You see that picture? That, that was a pretty good picture when they had the Xbox controllers. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, yeah it definitely it did. I mean, it's kind of fitting because it definitely did kind of carry a video game vibe in some ways. Oh, I guess yeah. cause just because it was a faster game, which I think is perfect for spring football. I mean, mm-hmm. you bringing in faster games like this is a lot better um i mean i guess that that should transition us into talking about the rules i mean uh we you know obviously that's the foundation of what the xfl is is what rule changes are they going to bring in and how's that going to improve or change things and change the game so um what was the biggest rule that you thought really stood out um as either a good you know a good uh beneficial change or a bad change uh, honestly, the no extra, like the extra point options, which yeah. I thought were very interesting, and I thought that that just brings like a lot more like depth to the game. Like, I mean, football is like you can do endless things yeah. in that, but like now you have options. There's so many wanna, more like, possibilities. Yeah, of what you can have happen. options about how you want to position yourself in the game. Like, you know, say you score a touchdown right away, and you're like, you know what? Like, we have this yeah. great momentum. We scored right off the bat. Like. Let's go for two. Let's go for three. Let's like draw the lead so like let's just make the league even big. greater. I guess yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. The league big. So then we can just you know keep going, keep trucking along, and um, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And also the kickoff. Like I know you were really interested in the kickoff. So yeah, I think I think the kickoff is potentially the best the 
potentially the best thing they're going to do. The biggest thing about the XFL, the original XFL, was was all of the rule changes and style changes that they had and seeing what the NFL would develop. Obviously, the biggest thing that they took, they ended up taking was the Skycam. The Skycam is now so common, and that yeah. was an XFL thing. Um, which people didn't like at the time. Right. I thought was funny because now you see that in everything. Like, you see that in it's basketball. It's super like, normal. Especially, like, especially now in college basketball, I see a swooping Skycam. Right. Like, that's becoming a new thing. And, like, all of that, like, people were like, oh, like, this isn't football. Like, I've never seen this. But now you see that that's a part of every game day. Right. So I, I think the biggest thing that has potential to be developed more widely is this new kickoff system. Mm-hmm. It looks a little weird simply because we haven't seen it that much. But I think that it's the big, it's the best way to keep the play in the game because I do think it's an essential play for the game. But at the same time, making it so much safer. Yeah. Also, it it actually makes it more exciting. There's a lot more interesting kickoff plays with the way that that's set up. It does give um, the returners better chances. Yeah, so I, I like that a lot. Off. Yeah. Because it, it lets them, because they're like, well, I can't drop this. So this is, you know, they're going to be on our 45. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I love I love that play. Yeah. So that's the and biggest one for me. To go me. back to Stephen's point, look at the sky cam. Just thinking back this year for the Bears, even like that Cordell Patterson touchdown he brought in, that was with the sky cam. Oh, yeah, so that, that was, sky cam shot is people, love people are still watching. Yeah, that, that was yeah. so yeah. cool. Awesome. And then also, yeah, like Stephen said, with the two, or I guess the conversion now, so there's no extra point, just to reiterate. Yeah. So then it'll be, you can get two points, or you can attempt um, a one-point convert from the two-yard line, a two-point convert from the five, and a three from the ten. So that's, like Stephen said, like you can add, I mean, if you're, if you're feeling really good about yourself and you just scored a touchdown to, let's say, go up by ten, you can add even more towards that league. Let's say you want to go from the ten-yard line if you're feeling really good about yourself. So I think that, that's a really cool addition instead of just usually just kicking an extra point. It adds a lot more excitement mm-hmm. towards the game so and it yeah. can really make or break games too because instead of having that extra point or whatever you're up by seven now you could really expand it out and then there's there's a really low probability that the other team will come back so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um any other big rules to reflect on i mean i think the biggest one going forward at least for me is i'm going to be interested to see how coaches incorporate the forward pass because the oh, for yeah, the double forward pass yeah. is by far um the most like the the most gimmicky of all the the rule changes yeah so it'll be interesting to see how they incorporate that because it's like you could you could either you know as a coach you could either work with that really extensively and really like revolve your playbook around that or you could you know use it as a trick play um i didn't see it used that much from what i was watching um i mean even that flea flicker was right that was the main thing backwards that was still backwards that didn't count which but like i don't know i feel like i agree with you that's totally like that's probably the gimme like best gimmick rule that they added right but at the same time i feel like that just gets rid of like the suicide pass like the suicide dump right we're like the bears offense play you mean oh my god yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) like like naggy if you're listening run the (laughs) t but i mean it's like I just feel like I hate that screen dump yeah, so it's, much. It's yes. so dangerous. And so now you can just throw it forward, and your offensive lineman won't be able to get, like, the, mm-hmm. uh, the I forget, like, off-field penalty, like, whatever that or is. Or, uh, right. I guess, going too far down the field, I guess. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. Forward, that, progress, yeah. Yeah. forward progress. The forward progress rules, now that's going to be, like, shifted forward more. So right. now you can get that Like an eligible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. now you can get that more depth in that play, which I think is probably the best thing for that. Right. Or then that also gives that an option, say – dish it to your running back who can throw the ball next thing you know one of your wide receivers is 30 yards down the field right that's an option it's gonna it's definitely encouraging the type of separation that we were seeing out of the most recent developments in college like under like the mike leach air raid system like where you're encouraging guys to be as separate as possible 
make use of every inch of the football field you can. I think that the forward pass, obviously, like that, that doubles that. So that'll be interesting to see going forward. I don't think we saw a lot of it yet. So I think that that'll be a thing that comes with time. But for me, I guess right now, the kickoffs was the biggest thing already that we've seen. Um, yeah. So um, anything else we want to talk about here? I mean, um, I thought it was a great first week. I also think, too, going going into, like, actual NFL stadiums, too, like MetLife Yeah, we should stadium, talk about the stadium. That was, I mean, that was another good addition towards the league. And going into, like, say, even the Rangers' old park at Globe right. Life Park, that was another solid addition because they're able to pack up these stadiums, give actual, like, locker rooms to, like, for bigger teams like these to give an actual, like, Attendance blew me away. Yeah. I, th- I, I mean, I thought it was a given that it was going to be partially empty, and I was like, that's what we're going to get, yeah, right? I mean, I mean that's – First week. First week of the XFL. That's what we're gonna get. It's fine. The defenders. Game, it was. That was pretty it was packed. well attended. Seventeen thousand yeah. people. That's pretty good. I mean, it's, it's, it's expected for. I mean, um, it's going to the Giants or Jets Stadium there at right. um, MetLife. I mean, of course, it's gonna be empty because that's such yeah. a big. That's an NFL stadium. But I mean, the the attendance. It was, I think it'll probably it keep going well up. Yeah. Um, the one that were really did like shock it. me was the Roughnecks because it was so it, loud. It was loud, but did you also? It just didn't seem like there's too many people there. Yeah. Because I don't know. I mean, they're playing the University of Houston Stadium, mm-hmm. so I mean, I don't really know where that's located in Texas, obviously. Yeah, I don't know. But like for Texas, I thought the crowd was a little weak, but it was still rowdy there. Right. And that was a good game too. Yeah, for sure. That. We had it was a good amount of close games, at least on at least on Saturday. It was it was a good opening day of competitive football. I'm so surprised that was how many I mean, how much positive reviews came out of this. Yeah. Right, we, that's we were what, really skeptical last that's, week. That's on what's the show. amazing is I've yet to really hear that many negative reviews of this, which yeah, is and that's I don't know that's also surprising because I really think people were just surprised with the quality of play because like I mean I heard um, during the first game the announcers were talking about they're like oh you know like people are talking about the quality of play but like. Most of the guys in the league have had NFL stints, mm-hmm. and right. they are like the forty to thirty-five on like the fifty-three man yeah. roster, or they're the guys that just barely got cut. So they can play to right. that level, and most of them have played like high collegiate levels. Like Cordell Jones, right. example one. I mean, that, the very yeah. first game you've seen. I mean, he led LSU or OSU to that championship. He hasn't lost. He never lost in college, right? And I guess he still hasn't lost in professional no, level because he's. Going, he never played in the NFL, but I mean, an, an actual regular season game. But I think he—he he was in the—he was, in he was more of a backup. Yeah, I think he was. He was played more in the preseason. He never got actual I mean, game time, but I—I don't, I don't think there's any disputing that the talent level is lower. But I mean, at the same time, that's what you're gonna get when yeah. you're watching the XFL. At least now, I mean, it will be interesting to see in the future if this league can do what some alternate leagues have done historically in the past, where they take some big yeah. player like some big player decides to go that direction well, that mean, would be crazy yeah, if that had happened but that, that would take a yeah, lot of time funny that you talk about that because uh there's actually this one story out of there on the battle hawks kenny robinson cornerback from west virginia mm. uh went to west virginia he was 2019 um big 12 player honoree so he almost made big 12 player of the year mm. but he got kicked out of school mm. for violating the academic integrity uh, rules there so now he's on there because he's like i can't wait a year to play football because his mom i saw this whole story his mom's sick so he's like right. gonna make some money so in his contract he's actually the xfl is paying for his online classes now hmm. so he's wow there but many people are saying he's not gonna stick around there in april like yeah he, he was looking lights out i mean he was already a prospect going into that Mm. So now for guys like that, I mean, to yeah. boost up their, I mean, I mean resume, I guess. Now this is an yeah. option. Now this yeah. is an option. You right. Can be like, all right, I'm done with college. Like after your sophomore year, things didn't go your way. 
you don't want to transfer. You're good enough to go. It's play like some a pro it's like a professional like version of Last Chance U, basically. It, no, it really is. I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about. But it's not really Last Chance U as much as like it's like different. It's just Chance like it's U. just a different route you can right. take. And yeah, which I thought was funny because, like, again, also on the Battlehawks, Tiamu Jordan, uh, he was a quarterback, Ole Miss, right out of college, went to the XFL, mm-hmm. which yeah. I thought I thought was interesting at the time. But he looked pretty good, right? You know, yeah. I mean, it, it hasn't been super long since he has been playing football; it's only mm-hmm. been like a year, but he still looked pretty good. And the yeah. quality of play will keep going up as, like, oh, yeah. it, like any league, I guess. Right. The, the more you play, the better you get. So, so much of this is just about time, and it's yeah. going to take time. But for a first week. Uh, I think we're in another a thing. Good just place. to add one more thing, I feel like that the I was kind of reading this somewhere that I think that they should add like practice squad players maybe to the NFL to this league because like they never really get I I think personally that'll be a good addition because they never really get to play in actual in game situations. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean you only have like the preseason, but that's that's just four games and from like end of August towards I mean January you really can't play at all except for practice reps. I mean I think that'll be really that'll be I'll probably add a lot more viewers NFL viewers towards that because there still is some. I mean, some big names that could come from a practice squad to put in this league that they can get reps and get better f- towards the NFL season. So that could add even more viewers, maybe. It's big. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But good week one, I feel like. We no, it was could see them back week, on later. Yeah, it was a solid yep. week one. We'll see what happens week two. Um, I mean, there's just like – I mean, the player situation is just weird because, I mean, you brought up last chance you, but uh, John Franklin third was actually drafted yeah. into the XFL. Right. Like fifth round to the uh, Renegades. But now look what happened to him. They didn't block him from getting traded. Right. Because I remember uh, Landry Jones, the uh, Renegades blocked Landry Jones from going back to the Steelers, mm. which I thought was interesting. Yeah, that, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I thought that was a whole mess on Twitter. Everyone's just like, like what? Like, everyone's just kind of like, what's <laughs> going on here? Like, they really just block. Like, yeah, the NFL is like, calling you block him. You really can't do that. I'm but like, Right. Like, I thought that was really weird because I thought that would just be like, I thought that would give some more like clout to the XFL. Yeah, the right. Whole, like, look, there actually are desired players in this league. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, again, we'll see. The player development, I think, is there. Also right. gives different opportunities to people that go to, like, D2, D3 schools right. that still want to keep their dream of playing football alive. I just think overall, like, again, like Michael said, quality of play is going to go up. Like, it was just week one. But – all around solid for right. week one of probably like any league. Let's be honest. Right. I mean, it relative relative to any other week, league, the first week that's pretty much as good as you can do. And I mean, also the biggest thing is obviously NFL is you know th- it is the establishment. And the thing that's exciting about the XFL is that I think they're so open to evolving and changing as people oh, yeah. suggest things. And that's an exciting thing because you know that it's gonna you know that it's gonna get better if, if there's gonna be that system. So that's exciting. Um, but yeah, anyway, first week of the XFL. Um, we got this next week coming up. Let's check out these matchups. What do we have? Um, we got the Guardians against the Defenders, which would be which is an exciting first game there. Uh, Tampa Bay Vipers against the Seattle Dragons, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Sunday, the Dallas Renegades against the LA Wildcats. And lastly, the St. Louis Battlehawks and the uh, Houston Roughnecks. So Those are still on ABC and Fox, right? The right. So they're this this week it goes ABC, Fox, ABC, and then the last game will be the first XFL game to be on FS1. So okay. yeah. yeah, they 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 did all the big national networks this first week because it was the first week. But yeah, no, now it it's going to start to normalize as far as that goes. But still, both the you know ABC Disney yeah. people and the Fox people both buying in the XFL, which is very very interesting so anyway 
Steven, thank you for being on the show. This was awesome. Thanks thank you, Steven. Yeah. We'll yeah. Get you back on later in the XFL season. And right. Hopefully sure. it keeps working out because yeah. we really like it, all three of no, us. It's so. exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. I mean, you get to see new players. You get to see Marquette Kings back. Yeah. He, another one. Yeah. He's I mean, another former NFL player that probably should still be in the NFL. No, right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he had a. It was tough when he went to the Broncos. I mean, I thought Pat McAfee was going to kill that guy. <laughs> that, um, yeah. That <laughs> made the punt go into the end zone. Yeah, that I was mean, that was a beautiful <laughs> punt. That was mm-hmm. awesome. First sex fell player to get cut, probably. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. Let's, let's be honest. But uh, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks, Steven. Yeah, we can do awesome. this again. Thank yep. you. Sounds good. It's getting hot in here. It's getting hot, hot, hot in here. And we about to burn them up. It's getting hot in here. It's getting hot, hot, hot in here. And we about to burn them up. All right, welcome back. Uh, just want to let you guys know before we get into our Just Wait Till Next Week um, that uh, your scouting is still a segment that we want people to participate in. So make sure you send in your questions for next week at our number, 224-544-9330. You'll hear me open the voicemail box for you, and then you can leave any questions you have or any comments you'd like to make. So that's open for you, and we're going to move into Just Wait Till Next Week. All right, so I have two just wait till next week's. Um, my first one is Hockey Day in America on Saturday. I'm looking forward to hockey picking up. I talked about that last week. Um, some exciting hockey during the day, at least. You know, the, the the Hawks and Red Wings are obviously not doing that well. The Hawks have just kind of hit a losing slide here. That's probably going to uh, close things out for their playoff chances. Um, but I'm just excited to see that in general. And then also, we do have an NBA All-Star game. I don't know if I'm excited about it just because of the lack of um, even though it's in town, the lack of Chicago yeah. Bulls appearances, which is it's gonna be rough disappointing. Uh, but there is a new system that we're going to see in the All-Star game that we talked about recently, um, You know, honoring Kobe Bryant and um, making things different and exciting, I guess. So that'll be cool. It's a shame, though, how bad the Bulls are. I yeah. mean, we've, we were in the same spot like three years ago when the Bulls – I think they have the exact same record right now that they did three years ago when they were saying that they were going to go full-on rebuild. And then right. come three years later, they'll be – in a better position, and they're in the exact same spot that they were. So they just, sh- they just been, it's just been terrible to watch them play. Yeah, there's only really one guy that's really stood out, and that's been Zach Levine. And right, that's about the record. It. The record is 19, like in 35 right now. So right, that's really it, and it's kind of sad. You guys have heard me say this a million times on the show. The Bulls are not bad as much as they're just non-existent. I forget that they're there. Um, yeah, and I guess so does the NBA because the All Star Game is coming into town, and uh, yeah, not 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 much. Not much doing from that. There's them, no so. hype there at all for the Bulls. So yeah. I did, they just need to please finally get rid of Garpacks and that's the biggest thing. Just I get just plot, get rid of please. <laughs> just get rid of that establishment. So yeah. that's it. Far um, too long of that. Michael, what's your just wait till next week? Um, you know, XFL. We talked with Steven about that, but I want to I want to see how week two goes. I think that it was a really good start towards that that new um that new league because we've seen with the AAF like we talked about with Steven, there was. It was a pretty much a failure right. after one week, more or less, because the funds weren't there. There was no really broadcasting that was notable names. Like we've seen in the, in the XFL already, we have Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson's there, Steve, Steve Levy, Levy, guys like that. Yeah. And it's just been it's been really organized. They have stuff in place, like new rules, actual money to going towards these players. Because we've seen a contract, like in the AAF, there was like no – like th- there were salary problems. I mean, they, they have things in place. They – like you said, they took two years to get this going, and they yeah. really worked out all the kinks before the league started. 
and I just I really like it. So I, I want to talk more about that next week, and then with yeah, baseball we'll season coming up. We'll see if we see up. any notable changes because yeah. they're open to that, which is yeah. cool. With the Football Advisory Network, um, I'm happy to say I'm a member of the Football Advisory <laughs> Network, which is cool. They've been doing a good job sending out surveys, and I've been you know putting in my input, as I'm sure many people have. And it looks like they're going to be a lot more susceptible yeah. to being able to take that and change things for the better. So that's going to be really cool. And also baseball, too. With the, I think games are starting already next week. So Yeah, we'll, here we go. We're so. getting ready. And the Red Sox don't have a manager yet, <laughs> Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. But we'll probably get more into that. We talked about the Astros last week, but it's just still – it's just – it's there's a lot going on with that still. There's just so much around the league. It just impacted so many franchises like the Mets because Beltran was there. And then, of course, the Astros has impacted them. Yeah, next next so Saturday will be the Cubs' first spring training game yeah. against the Oakland A's. We'll see David um, Ross. We'll see David Ross's yeah. manager, which will be interesting. So yeah, that's, that's, that's still th- weird. That's the only way to define this Cubs season coming up here is interesting. So <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll be very – and I'll hopefully we can actually watch games because the Marquee Network's the not The Marquee Network is going to be so. – yeah. Mm. Um, so we'll they see. better figure that out. Yeah, they got to get that together. <laughs> it's already – February twelfth. So yeah, we're we're really time we're here. sitting and waiting on that. So yeah. yeah, that's all we got for today. Congrats for sticking through as always and listening to this whole thing. We appreciate it. Subscribe to listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, or Radio Public. Give us a positive review. Um, leave your leave comments. Um, interact with the show. Subscribe to watch on YouTube uh, to watch. We finally got a video back up, which is great. And of course, read the Four Scout. Things are back in action here. Lots of articles. Uh, you know, great caucus coverage from Casey Murray. Great. Um, Carson had another one up too. Carson had an opinion column. If you want to see him, There's a lot of basketball. The stuff water cooler still rolling out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I talked about that with local sports. There's a there's a side by side debate on the Bulls between Peters and Shaw, <laughs> which you should check out. Um, movie coverage because of the Oscars, uh, College Corner, so much different uh, local and national stuff. So check yeah. that all out. Um, shout out the gear shout out I want to give this week is to Pep Band. I know that they're not a sport, but I want to give use this as a way to give a shout out to both boys and girls basketball for um, you know going through up and ups and downs and still having. Um, two really, really good teams. Two really yeah. good, exciting seasons between the game last night and overall. So, uh, you know, Pep Band has been new, um, a decent section of the of the home schedule and has not seen a loss yet. And, you know, that's definitely a compliment to two great teams. So wanted to give them a shout-out. And, yeah, get ready for another week of Sports Scouts next week. And in the meantime, we'll keep on scouting. See you next week. See you next week. See you next week.